Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And back after missing the last two weeks, Mr. Daniel Anderson. Hello. And well, we've got certainly a big uh, show for you here as we have uh, another in the, you know, once again, the, the year of delays uh, never disappoints. We have another uh, big third party game being delayed. Once again, third party companies are in the news for other people wanting to buy them. Uh, I have more thoughts on Central Bay Chronicles 3. You got the news on the Pokemon Direct. And Xbox is finally doing a freaking family plan. It's all going to get talked about right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Well, guys, uh, we, as I don't know if Daniel listened, if you didn't listen last week, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently here. So we'll start off with the, the news first, and then we'll talk about games and stuff that we've been playing after. Um, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. Just wanted to, of course, get the housekeeping out of the way. If you don't uh, listen to us, you can always do that by subscribing on whatever podcast service uh, that you prefer to use. We are on everything, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, whatever it is that you like to use there. You can go hit subscribe, Video Games to the Max, or you can subscribe to the whole uh, network and you get all the other stuff that is part of it. We have anime with Tatakeki and we have Ravage Broadcasting doing their uh, entertainment stuff, pretty much anything you can think of that involves a movie that's come out recently, they have probably got a review uh, up there. So um, you should definitely go check that out because we talk about the entertainment stuff. We don't really get to talk a lot about the the movies and the shows more in depth. So if you want that, you can get that right here on the same uh, channel, especially on YouTube. You just subscribe to WTA Network on YouTube and you get everything there that we do. So that being said, with all those things out of the way, let's uh, go ahead and I guess start where I feel like we've done so many times this year. Another game is getting delayed out of 2022 into 2023. This time it's Marvel Midnight Suns, and that's not the first time. This is what the second time now it's been delayed officially, or perhaps even the third. Um, so, and are, are we worried about this game at this point? Mark? I mean, I, I think- would be going. I'm sorry. Uh, the the main thing that has me a little bit more worried about it is that we didn't get a firm date when the game yeah. would be coming out. We just got a, oh, it's going to come out in fourth quarter 2022, which goes into 2023. They didn't give us an exact date, whereas before we did have one. That makes me think there's something really wrong with the game at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really weird that, you know, you ha- all, I mean, you showed us a trailer not too long ago. Uh, which that was cool and everything. Um, but like y'all said, we still really haven't seen any kind of gameplay. So it's kind of concerning. And I mean, yes, uh, strategy game gameplay usually doesn't, you know, demo well or anything. But considering who these characters are, very notice, you know, we know who all you got to do is plaster them on there. 
I think people would be cool just to be able to see a Venom, Spider-Man, or whatever doing the actual part of the game that you're going to be doing most of the time. Uh, so that's kind of weird at this point. It's also but, weird that it's yeah. more like a card-based game. Yeah, it is card-based, so it's not completely XCOM, right? It's So they're probably so, trying to figure out how, either how to add or take out microtransactions. <laughs> considering it's 2K, they do not care. Right. Uh, about having more and more microtransactions. So, <laughs> uh, like, you, yeah, it's probably adding more if possible. It, yeah, I mean, I, are you guys, like, interested in, I guess, what we have heard about the game at all? Or, I mean, I personally like the idea of it, and I enjoyed the trailer, but, I mean, I'm not going to run out and pre-order it or anything like that at this point because there's no telling if it's going to be out anytime soon right now. But, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to take a look at it. I think it has the potential to be really good. It's just, we don't know. This is something completely different, which is exciting, but also worrisome. I mean, honestly, their their output over the past few years hasn't been great, so I'm a little more worried about it. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the whole stuff with Free Access really... Uh, it's, it is kind of a, a big game for them. It's a big IP to be using. And then also to kind of be moving away from like what you're saying, Mark, it's not totally what they're used to. You're having to add in a new element to it. And although we've seen card games or card systems kind of become more of a thing, uh, recently, not everybody is familiar with how to make that work. And then, who knows that there's also like pushback from Disney Marvel about, you know, how you're using them in that aspect. So that could be part of it too. Maybe just yeah, you'd really like, you really think that they would show you um, more stuff from this. Uh, I mean, I think they from the a level, but that's about it. And that yeah. was a long time ago. That's like when they first announced it, I think. Yeah. There was a big, uh, I think IGN had a preview where there's actual like story elements as well that you do. And like you mentioned the card system and everything, but yeah, you, you'd think that there would be, especially if it's supposed to be closer to release, there'd be more for it. And there really isn't at the, at this point, but Hey, at least uh, they're, they're trying to improve it. You would, you would think. And again, this is not the first going to get related delayed out of this year. So I guess if you're looking at it, they're just kind of following everybody else's trend and being like, well, let's just take more time with it. Uh, uh, to be point. fair, it could still come out in 2022. It's probably doubtful, but maybe it could hit December. I don't think so at this point. Like, You might as well just take your pick of the year. And uh, yeah, I know. Sure. I'm just trying to be optimistic because they didn't yeah. say 2023. They just said fourth quarter 2022, yeah. which goes all the way up to I think March. Yeah. For, right. For the company. So yeah, so you would have it could come out in December of twenty twenty two and not be pushed into next year, but I think that's pretty unlikely. Yeah, it's kinda like the uh Spur Enixes with the two Final Fantasy games using that sort of oh winter twenty twenty two. Uh well it could come out in December, but most likely it's going to be next year and 2024 
like early instead. And that's what is probably going to happen. You probably won't see them come out in December of both those years. But I guess we can keep hoping that maybe we get Crisis Core at the end. But I really don't think so. Speaking of Square Enix, uh, reportedly they're trying to sell off more stakes in some of their studios. As now they're going with the trend of saying that um, apparently, well, this is according to Crystal Dynamics and other people from IDOS Montreal, that they were sold because apparently they're feeling that they cannibalize sales from their Japanese developed games. I mean, if that isn't the biggest crock. Yeah. I mean, really? That's that's what we're going with now? That people didn't buy other Japanese games that weren't Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts because there was Tomb Raider and Avengers and Just Cause and keep naming game here that made people not buy those? I think that's just them trying to justify to themselves why their games weren't selling as much as they internally thought they probably would. I mean, we already know Square Enix's expectations of what game sales are are pretty off the reservation, quite frankly. So this doesn't really surprise me. I, I just don't get why they have to keep making excuses for this. It's like, listen, we get it that you think all these games didn't sell as much as you thought they should. Um, and yeah, maybe you should go and make more Japanese type games since that's kind of all you got left at this point. Uh, but you shouldn't just, you know, as we, I think they point out here, everything from Tokyo RPG factory was kind of blah. So not everything Japanese that you make is great. And uh, maybe what you're doing with this, like the HD 2D stuff, that's more of what you should really be focusing on because almost everything they've done with that has been a hit or well-received or both. So, you know, if we're going to keep going down that line, that helps. It's going to be interesting to see what this, like, also, like, insert random game here thing is going to do like will harvest stella do well will deal field chronicle do well will the valkyrie elysium game do or what is, is that what that game's called uh the, the new valkyrie game uh that might do well because it's also including an, an older valkyrie profile game in it if you get the digital deluxe edition but yeah like reviving older franchises seems to work with you and and maybe making some some like random games here. We're they're doing that again with Tactics Over Reborn, as we you know Mark and I talked about, and then they officially revealed like a couple of days later. But like, where do you guys kind of stand on on this? Like, obviously, this their their intention here is is weird to say that you know it's cannibalizing things, but is this really what they should do? Just sell off everything that that isn't the the big names and and just focus on that i mean no because if the big names fall or fail then you're screwed yeah it only takes one to fail it's a good activision yeah i mean i look at this and part of me wonders if we just have a case of ego well this is i wanted these games to do well and because they didn't do well 
it has to be the fault of these other ga- uh, these other games. Let's just get rid of that. Then my games that I want will do well. And I feel like somebody high up in the decision making process is falling prey to his ego, saying, "Well, I have to be right because I think this is what." will work so we're going to get rid of all this other stuff and then you also wonder if they're just hurting for money that's probably the bigger one (laughs) yeah i mean that's the other thing about the big tentpole games they cost a lot of money to develop and if you are banking on the game doing well first time one doesn't you're in trouble and you might not have enough to get to that next game to recoup some losses well, I mean, maybe if you stop making exclusive deals with publishers, then I mean, you know, that might help. Funding these games, though, so you yeah, can't... I know. But no, I'm I just agree. saying, like, you also leave your you're leaving money off the table, you know, by not putting your game on Xbox, or then also waiting because that matters. Like, maybe not for every PC player, but. If you would release the games day and date on PC, I bet they sell more than, you know, releasing them down the line. And then there's people that maybe could have decided to double dip or they just say, oh, well, you know what? By the time that game comes out, there's other stuff coming out around it and they don't want to buy it then. You know, so I think that 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 stuff does kind of matter in that. Okay, yeah, sure. Sony is perhaps funding some of this, uh, especially in the case of 7 Remake, you know, perhaps. But it's just, if you're, I don't know, why wouldn't you leave yourself open to be able to get more revenues of income? Because they did a cost-benefit analysis, and it's easier, it's more profitable, profitable for them to take Sony's money instead of Microsoft or to, you know, even make an Xbox version. Yeah. I, I, I would just say that you do stand a chance of making... I mean, obviously the Switch, that's not going to happen for, you know, those big games. No, I mean, at least they're doing no, man. The price, it'll, you know. it, it'll be a cloud version. No, we don't. I don't think we need that for, <laughs> for that game. Like, really. Don't even bother, quite frankly. Um... It's yeah. I experience just a weird thing at this point where you know you're you're going around to, like okay so what studios are left that are not Japanese at this point for them. I mean you sold your your three big ones, right? You already sold the um IO Interactive, the the Hitman, you know, IO one. So what what's a what are you, what are you going to blame now? It isn't Japanese, right? That you're going to say, okay, so... I think the next thing that you're going to hear is, well, these customers in other countries just don't understand the Japanese-style games or the art of the Japanese game that we put out. We've tailored it more towards the Japanese audience, and that was our main audience. If other people don't like it, it's their fault. Uh... Yeah, that's a bunch of baloney too because so many of their games now are selling just as much here in the West as they are in in uh, you know in Japan or in other places. So, well, yeah, but that'll I mean, be their excuse as if 
the first time one doesn't do well, that'll be the excuse. It won't be, oh no, we messed up. It'll be, the, it's these other people's fault. It's not our fault. I mean, isn't I think that, every, yeah. Isn't that strange as a paradise's problem? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of companies' yeah. problems, really, when you come down to it. But I mean, to be fair, they just released a, an expansion pack for that game, so it must be doing well enough, maybe not where, you know, Square Enix's lofty um, things are, but, uh, you know, it must be doing decently for them to say, oh, yeah, sure, let's um, let's do expansion pack for this. You know, that, that's I mean, the kind of, like, yeah. The expansion pack was probably already, like, halfway done when the game came out, or, you know, they just had to finish it, you know? Or maybe yeah. it's something that they promised they would do, so they felt like they had to do it. You know, yeah. um, I, I think it does help you that you're letting people play with the other characters and not just Jack. So that might add some life to the game or get people to play it again, or whatever. But um, yeah, I, it's just you don't because I'm, I'm looking here, looking at it, these you know studios or whatever that are left. I mean, other than Taito, which I think they just bought so they could have the IPs there for mobile, really. Um, or to make collections out of them or whatever. The rest of the studios that are left, now that you sell the three big Western ones, is Japanese. So, like, if they're doing it to get funding, right, if they're doing it to get, like, companies to invest in them, then maybe, right? So that might be what what's going on there. Yeah, I I think in the next three, probably, I'm going to say the next three to four years, you're going to see Square Enix being bought out wholly by another company. Uh, Be it Sony, be it someone else, I guarantee it won't be Microsoft, but somebody is going to buy Square Enix. It'll it'll be Sega. (laughs) Sega. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's Tencent, you know? they haven't really gone on too much of a buying spree. I, mean, I, I can't imagine uh, Embracer is going to buy the rest of Square Enix. Uh, yeah, if it's not Sony, maybe maybe Tencent puts in a bunch of money and says, all right, well, you wanted funding, so here it is from us. Are you going to take it? I doubt Tencent because of the whole Japanese versus Chinese rivalry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you never know. I mean, yeah, they might. They might. I mean, look they at it did. As, then they fund uh, platinum. They're Japanese. Yeah, but platinum is desperate for money. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, I mean, could screen is good to that point though, like where they're they need to be able to fund. I mean, yeah, three or four games failed, and sure, but I mean, yeah. I think they're still viable enough for a while. Well, I also brought Tencent up because, you know, it leads into our next story here, which Ubisoft, again, in the news about somebody possibly investing in them. Uh, I feel like this is not going to be the last time we talk about this, but apparently, according to Reuters, um, it's Tencent is apparently considering making big investments in Ubisoft and including wanting to become their biggest shareholder. And this would include buying stocks directly from the Guimalt family, uh, which, you know, they've, they started Ubisoft in 1986. Uh, so the, the year I was born. So that's crazy to think that 
Tencent, who currently owns 5% stake, now wants to become the, the biggest owner of Ubisoft. And yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. Mark, when I remember we were talking about the, the Vivendi thing and how they fought so hard to not get bought out by them. And here they are, like, basically begging someone to buy them. Yeah. The difference is, like, when that Vivendi stuff was happening, they weren't under a cloud of sexual harassment and other issues going on. Well, and then also they're, it seems like every time we turn around, they're doing something with the announcing this game or delaying that game or trying to keep this game afloat. Yeah. You know, I guess there's still a chance going bones to get delayed. Well, and it could just be something as simple as the heir apparent doesn't really want to take part in the company anymore. So now it's they're more open to with everything else. They're more open to selling. Yeah, I I think it's definitely about putting money in in this case, uh, because most of their games that they make, they don't really make small games. Almost everything they make now is some big single-player thing like Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, or it has to have some kind of big service component. Yeah, like live service or, yeah, yeah. continuous support it. So when you're doing things like that, you got to have the money. And if you don't have the money for it, they're not going to last very long and then i think also having to delay things like avatar uh is not helping either because you're not being able to cash in from having that license but i I mean is is there really something that because with how how many times ubisoft every time we say okay that game's gonna fail hard and they somehow make it be a thing like is there something that ubisoft really needs to improve upon i mean they've even gone the route of not making Assassin's Creed yearly. I mean, is there something else they can do? Stop these dumbass multi-sport games that no one cares about. Yeah. <laughs> Roller I mean, champions to go. Yeah. Stop uh, trying to chase game as service or live service. It just make a good game. And if it strikes a chord with people and sticks around, great. But otherwise, just make a decent game and go on to the next one. Or give people what they want, because that goes back to our Splinter Cell talk last week also. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, unfortunately for, uh, as we talked about with Activision and and even EA, I mean, their multiplayer stuff is what brings them the money. So if you don't continually try to find the next big multiplayer thing that you're putting the money into, or that the money's coming out of, to fund that next big single player thing, is it going to get to a point where you can't make the next or the 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 first return of Splinter Cell or the next Assassin's Creed or or whatever? I mean, I mean what what new Splinter Cell? <laughs> like, well, aren't they supposed to have a Splinter Cell in development? But it's like super far away at, at this point. Like they just started it. I think there I was pro- a VR version. Yeah, that, that just canceled. got canceled last week. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was what it was. I, I swear yeah. that they had announced a proper Splinter Cell. They keep, they keep well. teasing fans, but no. I mean, the biggest thing is give Ghost Recon a break. Oh, no. Ghost Recon, definitely. Like, after you have already canceled this this last attempt here, 
and then Breakpoint failed and everything else. Like enough with that. It's Ghost Recon. I mean, look, Wildlands was a success and all that stuff, but the rest of the stuff has kind of failed with that. So just let it go. Do something else. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, they've kind of, it didn't, you know, they've gone even in the route of like, let's do media stuff, right? Let's, let's make movies to try to reinvigorate some of these franchises and whatnot. And that seems to not really be kind of going anywhere. So it's going to be really interesting to see where they are with this Star Wars thing. If that, whenever that, the next thing on that comes, because that, that is something that they cannot be delaying constantly i feel like they they got to hit that or have a hit with that at least uh i mean are considering all the stuff with the delays and everything are you worried about like what they have coming down the line that that it's it's going to suffer because we're seeing so many of these or is it more about this this money issue that they're having it seems like i mean it's not a money issue it's more a quality issue for me and I mean, some of these games were really, I'm sure that they were really hit hard by COVID shutting stuff down. And then you had talent leaving for whatever controversies that have been popping up and the difficulty with COVID to bring new people in. I mean, some of these delays are still tied into everything shutting down a few years ago. I mean, it doesn't mean and we've seen some good games come out. And we've seen some games that obviously got probably should have been de- delayed a little bit longer because due to trouble with development because of COVID. Right. I mean, I don't think the constant delays are necessarily bad or a, a sign of bad quality, but it is. I think that's the reason that they're trying to or they're looking more into getting this infusion of money so that they can afford to not have to axe a bunch of stuff and keep going how they've been going. Also, them keeping up the pretense, like, oh, you know, the Beyond Good and Evil 2 thing, like, oh, we finally hired a writer. It's like, what? <laughs> like, that game's been in development, so you say, for the past seven years. Well, I mean, they years. did lose their director, like, two years ago. So, I mean, they had to do something to, like, make it known that they're still working on this game, right? So I guess they can keep hashing out the the narrative, which is supposed to be a prequel to the first game. So I guess you have to kind of build the world, which it would make sense that you have the narrative lead. But yeah, it kind of says, it speaks volumes about like you have a lot of these old, these games in development and then you don't hear about them. And then all of a sudden, no, oh, here we go. There's something about Beyond Good and Evil 2. We haven't heard anything about it since, since that 2020 moment where they lose the director. And then even then it was two years. Before that, so... I mean, just have to pretense and cancel all that crap, you know? I mean, I guess Skull and Bones is far enough along that it has to come out, theoretically, but Beyond Good and Evil 2, just say no. So we, ha- we have to end it. We can't... We can't, like, try to to bring it... I mean, at least it's a single-player thing and not another live-service venture. Yeah. So... <laughs> Oh, please I mean, don't knows, say that. Don't ruin who knows my... What it, who, who knows what it was? Because nothing ever actually came out. It could have been some like Battle Royale game, for all we know. Like, I mean, they did show gameplay for it at one point. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, and like, I think 2019, they showed gameplay. Oh, so only three, year, only three years ago. 
I'm just, I'm just saying they did at least show some. It's like, um, I mean, they also showed gameplay for that wild game, and that never came out. I mean, well, wild was that was totally Michelle Ansel's thing. Like when he left, that was something that like immediately you're going, yeah, I don't know, this is probably not gonna go anywhere at this point. So, yeah, it's uh like Jade going around on a ship and then you see her actually like doing uh attacking moves with a sword and stuff like that so they did have gameplay here but i i get i get you in this instance like all this stuff that has kind of been there and you're not doing anything with like let it go but i mean i it, it, i'm i'm still here hoping and wishing that that game does come out I guess. but then i'm part of the problem perhaps Whatever, maybe I shouldn't be excited at all about Beyond Good and Evil 2, and then they can just go ahead and, and kill it. It's all right. Maybe they're hoping that Tencent will infuse the money, and they can just be like, all right, we'll just hire everybody we can now for Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's happening. That's that's the thing. They're waiting on that Tencent money to make all this you know, be a thing. But hey, you know what else is a thing? Somebody leaking something. It seems like that doesn't happen all the time. We got this with... Uh, was the Last of Us Part One constantly has stuff leaking? Uh, yeah. So now we have a supposed to be undercover, uh, under NDA Diablo Four beta that's like friends and family only, and somehow they still can't not leak it. I mean, is it really that hard? Hey, man, people need their yeah. likes. And their and their uh, popularity in the internet for four minutes. Either that, or it's just somebody that was given permission to do it, and to pretend that they didn't have permission. That's actually more likely, considering how bad Blizzard's reputation is now, or like their the perceived, you know, quality of Diablo. <laughs> well, and also I mean, all the people that are mad about Immortal are probably laughing and checking out the Diablo Four just to stick it to Blizzard. And I'm sure some of them are probably being tempted to, if they enjoy how the game looks, being tempted to check it out when it finally does release. Who knows how long from now? I, but, like, you know, the thing is, for one, it's a Diablo game. Like, we kind of know how this goes, right? It's it's not yeah, like... Like, the Diablo 4 is, like, actually, like, different. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying, okay... We're leaking something that we kind of know it's Diablo. I get it. People are hyped for it and everything. They want this to be great because especially Immortal is just kind of making Diablo's name terrible in many people's eyes at this point, even though it's, you know, raking in the money for Blizzard. But I I would hope it's, it's what Daniel's saying, but part of me feels like it's probably not. And it's just somebody that, can't help themselves because, hey, uh, I won't get caught, right? Even though they probably can, are going to figure it out. And it's something called a build number or, you know, a uh, identifying code that all the yeah, screenshots have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which they did on purpose, probably, so they could find out if somebody. Yeah, they can say, oh, is Bob, Bob's cousin or, you know, Bob had these codes, you know, which one of you, how which family member did he give it to, or friend, you know, friend or whoever? Yeah, and then sue them into oblivion. 
Uh, and that that's part of the reason why I think it was approved by Blizzard, because anything Blizzard puts out right now about Diablo 4, they're going to get hammered from people talking about harassment, union, immortal, whatever. But if somebody leaks it without Blizzard's permission, and I'm using air quotes there, people are going to check it out to stick it to Blizzard, if nothing else. And that's probably going to get a more positive spin on it than they get right now anyway. Real real quick, you want to hear something funny? Call Because this went up. Call of Duty Vanguard is on sale at Best Buy for 10 bucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> say, say $50 on this $60 game. <laughs> I mean, but that game's been out for a while now. Like, I'm sure it, when it goes on sale, you can no. probably get it for like... Call of Duty's... Generally, don't go on sale. That's like, but yeah, they do. They go on sale to like yeah, 40 like three, or like thirty dollars, like three years late or or three years yeah. later. Not the like the last one. No, I I agree with you. Like ten dollars is too much, but like we do see it go on sale to like forty or thirty. I mean, it's not like they never. This is not a Nintendo thing. Like they right. Yeah, they wouldn't really. They wouldn't put it on sale for to thirty or forty before the next game comes out. Yeah. Okay. And also, right. it being it just being ten dollars is like reaching yeah. like cyberpunk levels of oh god, we have too many of these copies. Yeah. Yeah, like please buy this off us so we can get rid of it. Um. Yeah, that is kind of funny too. Um. But that being said, I, I think Diablo. You know, hopefully, the information that we get out of it is good. Um. Not. Not the. Uh, the leaking part of it because you know we've seen this plenty of times when people start ragging on these leaks and the game comes out and it's actually pretty good so hopefully for blizzard's case it is that i mean people want to see you know talent trees and spell like abilities and stuff like that so yeah uh i mean but we know we're going to get that so okay still yeah it it is what it is with these folks. Um, I, I think for the most part, you know, just kind of deal with it and, and move on. And Microsoft will, will cover you in the end. So, yeah. hey, I mean, at, at least you, you know, you'll get to enjoy it if you eventually get that Game Pass family plan. So there's that. I, it, it's, it's a good, Mark, you could become a, a Game Pass uh member and not have to pay anything i could just say mark i'm gonna get a game pass for you you don't have to pull it you don't have to pay for it just use it on your pc to play whatever game you want and you know there you go i could do the same thing for daniel we could all just between five people just have have game pass only if it has fusion frenzy that it does that it does um so it, this this kind of it came out towards like right after we recorded last time that this is actually in the insider preview, so it is being tested right now. It's weird how Microsoft or Xbox does this; they pick out random. It feels like random countries uh, to do these things in. Right now, it's Ireland and Colombia, so you can add up to four people to your subscription. So five in total for the grand total of $25. Uh, you can have your family plan 
and you know divide that however you want it's five bucks a person that's not bad at all and you have access to everything on game pass um and you don't have to like worry about the whole oh well you already got one person playing so therefore you can't play or uh you don't have to do the whole thing with uh, making your console the home console and the, the other console whatever um so uh i it seems like a really good deal I mean, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? Would you want to invest in a family plan? Because I'm, I'd be totally down for getting a family plan. Yeah, I probably will. My son uh, gets uh, the six gets six months worth of uh, Game Pass on his birthday, and then again for Christmas because it's right at the six month range. Right. Uh, this would enable us to just pay the one amount per month and not have to worry about it. I think that, and I think it's a good deal. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some restrictions on it, not just being somebody in the same country, but I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a way to raise the subscriber numbers, if nothing else. Yeah. It'll be interesting how they do that. Are they going to count subscribers for every person that you add to that family plan? Or are they going to just add it as one subscriber? I think it'll be each one because they're limiting the number of people you can add. So, I mean, it would make sense that if you're designating these accounts as members of your family, that's five people that are using game pass as opposed to one person paying for and letting other people use it as long as they're not online or whatever else. Well, plus it can say like, Oh, you know, game pass has grown by four times as much as last turn or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's similar to the whole PlayStation Plus now has like 47 million subscribers because uh, they folded PS Now into it. Yeah. So, you know, th- their their whole service now has all these subscribers they didn't have before. Uh, so they can do the same thing. Uh, it's It's all about a numbers game, honestly, with these streaming things. So that doesn't. Uh, really surprised me. I think overall, though, if it really does plan, pan out to be what they say it's going to be and it's going to be easy to just sign up and start using, I think this is great, for, especially once you get the the dongle or the Game Pass app on more of the TVs where you don't have to have the system at all. You just, hey, man, I want to play this thing that's on Game Pass all right, cool, I can do that now, and I can just download the app onto my TV, or I can go buy this dongle, and then bam, uh, for, it's there. Yeah, work for Stadia. Stadia's a whole different deal. You know why Stadia failed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, not having, you know, basically being Steam for, for cloud gaming is, is not a good idea. Uh, when you're not offering these games as part of a service, it's not... Not great, honestly, but I think it does help that you are going to also be able to. It's going to be interesting how they do this with the family plan. If this will even factor in at all, it's going to be interesting how they would do the remote play with the family plan. That's also a feature of having the, the Xbox Game Pass and all that as well. So now you're going to. This is a feature they've already talked about adding, but it perhaps is going to get revealed at Gamescom. The being able to play your own games through the cloud. Uh, so if you don't 
uh, want to download your game to your system, or say you're somewhere where you don't have access to your system and you still want to play, their uh, use case is Elden Ring or GTA V, things that are not on Game Pass at the moment, and you own them, you can just decide to play them through the cloud. And I think that's great. Making it easier and easier for you to be able to play your games, I think, is a great thing that Microsoft is doing. And, you know, for me, that, that, you know, I live, let's say, where I'm at, most of the time I'm 10 minutes away from where my Xbox is. Uh, A lot of times the Xbox, for some reason or another, it's on that standby state, but it will decide that it doesn't want to connect. So then I have to have somebody in the apartment turn the Xbox on in order for me to then remote play with it. So if I don't need to have access to the console and I can just play the games to the cloud, I don't even have to mess with the console at all. So this is, I think even it makes it so much easier for me to have access to the games I already own uh, that are not in Game Pass that I can play. Uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm not in my house. So, uh, this is, uh, it's, I think it's great. Keep making things more and more user friendly, Microsoft. It only helps your service even more. I don't know if you ever run into this use case, Daniel, but for me, I think this is great. Yeah. I, I haven't run into it, but it is something that I would probably end up using, like when I have to go to my in law's house, for example. I tend to kind of sit off by my off to the side until everybody gets there or everything starts happening. That's something I could sit there and play a game instead of just sitting there and not do sitting in a room by myself because everybody's doing something and I was just told to come along with my wife. So I mean, right. it'll make it easier to play. I would say play it at work, but I don't really have time to do that anymore like I did a few years ago. Fair enough. Uh, Mark, I mean, do you see this as being a good thing that you can share? I mean, obviously cloud streaming varies for people depending on your internet and all that, but no, you don't need to have access to all your games at all times. So, so you're paying for, you're paying for this service. We shouldn't have things that are quality. Like, have you considered this like unplugging? Like, it's hilarious to me that I'm the one saying this to you, but I mean, well, okay, these are we're not we're not like trying to to like not be in the festivity that we're in. I'm just saying, okay, I want to unwind for an hour while I'm waiting for you know we only have one bathroom, so let's say somebody's taking a shower. I want to take an hour to play this game. Like, why not? You know, pick up a book. Okay, okay, Mister <laughs> Mister, pick up a book. Now, now we're going down this route. Okay, well, you know, maybe we could just pick up a movie of uh, watching Pac-Man in live action. Does that that work for you? We need to... only if we can get Kevin James and Adam Sandler in it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, I would have said the same thing about Sonic about it not working, and surprisingly enough, it works really well. It well, the latest two have worked really well, so. Hey, I'll give it a shot at this point. Uh, are, are you gonna? You don't want to give it the benefit of the doubt, Mark? That Pac-Man uh, didn't. 
I mean, Sonic kind of has at least a character or like a, a semblance of a plot. I mean, it may, maybe they, they may pull it off, but I I just don't think it'll even actually happen. Yeah, I I could see it more being added to the list of movies that are, hey, they're in development. Now, a Netflix show, um, that I could see happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, they did add, you know, the Pac-Man World repack, and that has a story, sort of, and... Whatever, I guess you could sort of expand upon the generic, oh, Pac-Man's going to go save his family thing. And I, ho- I hope it's whatever. based on the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> we could base it off that, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Uncharted, is now on Netflix, so you can go watch that. Uh, if you didn't watch it in the theater, you can watch the Uncharted movie on Netflix, by the way. I just saw that when I was on it, like, a couple of days ago. So, Did you like it? No, no, I haven't watched the movie yet. Okay, I'm going just to. I'm just okay. saying I was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I I think I watched the first like five minutes. They they like redid the action like an action scene with the. Uh, I I just can't get over him sometimes. Like Tom Holland, like he still does things that like. Oh, he does that in Spider Man too. So I'm just like, all right, it's, that's probably just gonna for a long time. That's gonna be people just think of him like that. So, yeah. Uh, ah, well, I I try to like leave this to the end because I know both of y'all probably don't. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of this Pokemon Direct, Daniel. I know Mark probably was like, who cares? I'm not watching this. Um, to be fair, I, I thought that it looked great. Um, this open, I don't know how open world it really is going to be you know because sometimes you say something's going to be open world and it's not really like that open um but it seems like they're kind of really trying to live up to that um i do worry that this whole oh there's three stories is really just going to be the the three stories that you already do in pokemon games anyway the um you know the gym stuff the whatever the equivalent of Team Rocket is going to be, and then catch the Pokemon, and then that's not, it. You're not thinking big enough. I just hope these stories. Story one is called Gotta. Story two is called Catch 'Em, and story three is called All. God, that was so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but hey, at least you get to start with the legendaries right there at the beginning. So I don't. Normally, part of your story of Pokemon is trying to get the legendaries. So, yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, I just take it at least they're trying something new instead of just putting the same game out over and over. Even if it doesn't necessarily connect, at least they're trying something. Oh, no, I'm I'm definitely pumped at the fact that it is going to feel like an open world, you know, Pokemon. Like, I wanted that to... Um, that's what I wanted from Legends Arceus was, okay, when are we going to get the actual Pokemon game that has the stuff with the gyms and, and everything else? And it be like Legends Arceus where you could walk around and literally catch the Pokemon and all that stuff. Um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, I really just, I hope that there's some creativity to those other stories. And it's not just, oh, we just parsed out the usual Pokemon journey that you do into three sections. Um, being able to do the gyms in any order sounds really interesting. 
Uh, we'll see if it actually pans out that way, I guess. Um, I, I wonder if there's eventually going to be like a, a certain way that you're supposed to go through them. But right now they're promising a lot. So I like the premise. Uh, I like everything that they're doing with it. I'm kind of hyped for it now. Where I, whereas before they kind of showed this, I was like, okay, another Pokemon game. Um, and we'll see because, you know, with what Legends of Arceus did, Sword and Shield kind of left me with like, all right, that was a Pokemon game. I don't really remember much of what I just did in this 40 hours or whatever that I play in it, but I beat the Pokemon game. So cool, whatever. Um, whereas the Legend of Arceus, I kind of was excited to keep playing it. Um, until they got to a point where I was just like, all right, I'm going to move on to something else. And, and I'm not the biggest, like, gotta catch them all person. So eventually it did get to the point for me where it's like, okay, these tasks that they're having you do are kind of menial. The story is fine, but it's still like the whole point of, oh, gotta catch this Pokemon five times or catch variants of it or whatever. And it's not, um, as fun as it could be, so it's cool that we're finally going to have like the full Pokemon experience in that way with the trainers, with the gyms, with everything. So, yeah, I'm excited for that for sure. Um, hopefully, it just it does live up to it uh, at least is is what I'm hoping. Uh, and again, I'm fully aware that there is a Splatoon direct that is going to be happening already. Will have happened by the time I post this episode. So. Um, for those of you that are excited about Splatoon uh, three, there you go. It's it's gonna be there for you to to watch and get hyped about for when this game comes out. What in about a month now, you'll get Splatoon three. So, Mark, you're not gonna go play some Splatoon. I haven't played the first two. I mean, okay, but are you gonna be playing a Tekken eight or this new Fatal Fury? No game. I never no. liked Tekken. Uh, I mean, personally. Oh, okay. That that makes me sad. Tekken's actually one of the ones that I like. So my old college yeah. had like a Tekken arcade machine. I think it was Tekken three, like set on free play accidentally. And I, I was like, even though it's free, it's still too much money to play because it's just wasting my time. <laughs> and you just pick Eddie Gordo and kick your way through the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was always the the bear. Kuma, I think. Yeah, Kuma. Yeah. And so, um, I, I had fun with that. I, I commend them for doing I, I, thing. Go ahead. I was going to say, I respect Tekken from a distance, but as a game, like I never got into it all. <laughs> the story is actually pretty decent. Funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Mortal Kombat route of like, just let's be nonsense. And, and then we know we're a fighting game. Here's Noctis from Final Fantasy 15 for some reason. Here yeah, you go. exactly. Let's put Noct in it. Let's put, uh, was it Negan from uh, Walking Dead? Walking Dead. <laughs> like, let's just put these these weird characters in our game and just have at it. Why not? Yeah. I, I respect them for that, um, at least. Uh, Daniel, do you have any reverence for Tekken? Or no, Fury? I never really... Uh got into it, never really played it that much. And I mean, again, it's, I can respect it. I don't have any bad feelings about it. I just never 
got a chance to play it. Fair enough. I mean, this is the first Fatal Fury game in 23 years. What is your... Any... I've never played any of those. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't either, so... I think, I think I've probably cool. played it here or there on uh, one of the big multi-in-one yeah, like six-in-one like arcade machines or something that they used to have at like the movie theaters where you'd be killing time until time for the movie to start. Uh, I mean, I don't have any attachment to it. If it's good, I'll probably take a look at it, but I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fighting game fan, so it's not exactly the type of game that I'm eager to play. Well, Mark, you were talking to me about multiverses uh, last week. Like, there's supposedly going to be a battle pass, and that's not uh, surprising. Characters, yeah. and are you interested in any of this? Them adding I things. I still haven't actually played it. How about, how about okay. you? <laughs> I have not. I I've been enthralled with with Xenoblade, so I have not had time to play anything else really. Yeah. Um, well, it's doing uh, well, like it's yeah. compared to the other Smash Brothers clones, like that Nickelodeon thing, or. Uh, the other one is doing better the, than those. Yeah, definitely better than the PlayStation one, but that's not saying anything. And then, uh, yeah, the Nickelodeon one. Uh, Brawlhalla is doing okay, I guess. It's it's still there. It's another one of those Ubisoft things that they continue to support. Um, but yeah, it's just not in the zeitgeist like Multiverses is right now. Right. It's because they have this big library of characters that they can pull from. At least for now. Uh, yeah, uh, for now, until we, if Discovery Plus doesn't like start deleting deleting characters off of multiverses because it doesn't sell, uh, because nobody's playing with them, right? Uh, let's let's just do that. No, nobody's using these characters. Let's remove them from from the game. Right? We're not going to give people options. Uh, Mark or Daniel, I'm sorry, you weren't on the pod last week to talk about this, like. What do you think about this uh, Warner Brothers Discovery HBO Max mess? I'm not really shocked about it. <laughs> I mean, from what I read, the I'm assuming you're talking about Batgirl specifically and the other stuff that weren't wasn't further along. Uh, Bat- right, and I, then just deciding that they want to remove Max original content because people aren't watching it apparently. Well, if nobody's watching it and they can sell it in Netflix or Peacock or whoever will pay them money to put it on there for a few months, it's not exactly a bad deal for them from a money standpoint. Talking about Batgirl, from what I understand, it was originally going to be a supposed to have been a lower budget film. The budget ballooned, as they usually do. And then you look at I think it was at ninety million before you even got into marketing, which right, is usually, exactly. which Just sometimes can be double the same. Yeah, yeah, double the yeah. budget to make the movie. I mean, at that point, it probably is cheaper to just take the to write it off and take the hit and not lose another ninety million if it's not testing well or you don't you're not happy with the quality of it. Uh, I mean, do you worry about? More things being impacted with Discovery deciding to just like start taking the axe to everything. Like, just we're cutting costs. I think you're going to see stuff that is not doing well or stuff that the old regime put in that for some reason that kind of you kind of scratch your head about. Like, 
who thought it was a good idea for a Wonder Twins movie? I think you're going to see that stuff <laughs> yeah. start going down, and they're going to, from what I understand, they're trying to somewhat mimic the MCU where they have a plan for it, and they're going to guide everything, try to not just throw everything together and say, here you go, now we're going to have the big team-up movie, and then we'll go to the individual movies again. Too bad it's like a decade too late. <laughs> well, yeah, but with the, I mean, if you're talking Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, you can, I think those movies are still going to draw an audience, even if it's too late. And as long as the story is good, people are going to want to see what happens next. I don't think the, the movies in this latest phase of Marvel have been, they, there's not one movie you can point to that said this one was great. It was it wasn't bad, except for maybe Spider-Man. But it, you get a lot of, it wasn't bad, it wasn't terrible, but there's nothing that excites you going on. And I I think they've waited too long to introduce Kane in this phase to really, as the villain, to really get people hyped about it. And also, like Eternals, you have this big world-changing event where an Eternal was trying to or a cel- was it celestial was trying to claw its way out of the planet. There are new mountain ranges for the head hand of the yeah, thing, and it's never referenced in any other movie. Yeah, I mean, and then they're making an Eternals too. So <laughs> yeah, which is probably going to be off in space away from Earth because that's how uh, that's where it looked like it was going when the movie ended. I feel like I think. I feel like this last phase of Marvel has been kind of more scattershot than usual. Right. And I, I mean, and then you also have to add the shows in there too, which that's a whole right. other thing. Yeah. Well, so for the most part, the shows were fine. They weren't great, but they weren't terrible. But right. I mean, Loki set up Kane, but you don't see, you're not going to see him again until uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Uh, WandaVision set up Doctor Strange pretty much, which you finally right. got that payoff. And now you're left wondering is Scarlet Witch dead? Is she not? What's going on with that? Uh, haven't really gotten a, pay- I mean, I guess they were trying to set up, set up a Thunderbolts movie. Yeah. Thunderbolts which, which storyline. You know? Yeah. But it's, I mean, they're, they've been setting up more stuff and not sticking with, one thing and it feels kind of scattershot again. I think, uh, I just think back to phase one where it was, Hey, we're introducing these characters. They're doing something. We're going to throw a single thread in to link it together. And then in phase two and three, we'll start bringing everybody together and having a bigger threat. I feel like right now they put in a bunch of little threats and we haven't seen anything really big that would justify all these heroes teaming up or even bringing back some of the ones that we haven't seen since Endgame. Yeah. I mean, I think this is what happens when you have something get so big, right? Like when they, it explodes in the way that the Marvel cinematic universe kind of has exploded where it makes so much money that they feel like, well, we can't just keep rehashing the Avengers. We can't just keep doing that cycle over and over now we have to like expand it even further. And then you have Disney plus stuff, which makes it even more of a, 
okay, well, we got to have content for this Disney Plus thing. So what's the best way to create content for Disney Plus? Oh, have Marvel shows, have Star Wars shows. Uh, not all of them are going to be great. Not all of them are going to be things people really love the crap out of, um, you know, except for certain people, right? Uh, there's people that loved uh, Moon Knight a lot more than others, you know. Um, I think you're going to have the same thing happen with She-Hulk. You're going to have people that really love She-Hulk more than others do. Um, and I think that's the issue that I think you've had more with that too. Like you're saying is not just scattershot, but it feels like it's a lot of kind of just small moments. And then you're, you're getting into uh, like, none of the villains seem very important. So they're kind of just there and it's just, okay, we're just trying to move you along to the next big movie that is supposed to happen. Uh, and then that's kind of it. But we have so many things being planned that you may not see the threads until like another two years down the line. So, um, and see, and yeah. I think that's the problem. If they had, yeah. you can throw all these threads out there, but at least don't wait two or three years for payoffs on them. I mean, right. So you go back to phase one, you had Iron Man, you had the little Dick Fury scene at the end. Then you had, uh, I think Thor was the next movie. Oh, uh, yeah. It? Yeah, Thor was, or I mean, I guess technically it was Iron Man 2 and then Thor, but you had the little nod where you had Coulson leaving to go to Oklahoma for Thor. And then you had the joke in Iron Man 2, you also had the Captain America shield. I mean, you just, right. you had little stuff that linked it together, but they didn't throw what we're having happen right now feels like in the very first Iron Man movie, they threw a scene with Thanos at the end and you weren't yeah. going to find anything else out about Thanos for two or three years. And you were going to forget about it. I feel like that's what they're doing with this phase. They're not, can they're not keeping the threads connected. They're throwing something out there and then almost, it feels like they're forgetting about it. And until you can, until it's a little bit more streamlined, I think they're going to not have the big hits. They're going to have the ones that do well, that make them money, but not nothing that people are going to say that movie was a must see. Yeah. I, I think also the thing is too, that you have, they have to wait and see if that's going to be a hit before they can green light the next thing. Right. So they had to make sure one division was a hit before they could green light the Dr. Strange movie. And then, oh, WandaVision was a big enough hit where we could have Agatha have her own show. So, but then, of course, that means the Agatha show is not happening until, like, almost a year and a half after the original show that that, that Agatha came from. Right, but, so, like, they greenlit the three, the initial three shows. They had Loki greenlit, they had Captain America and Winter Soldier, and they had WandaVision. Right. COVID kind of screwed it up as it happened, but in each one of those, you introduced Evil Wanda. You introduced, started the Thunderbolts, and then you started Kane. And then the movies that they had, except for the Black Widow movie, none of the other stuff was referenced at this point. Right. So you had the shows that felt like they were the building blocks for the movies, and then you have these movies come out that don't reference anything that happened or the shows don't reference anything that happened in the movies. 
And yeah, I think okay. that's where it doesn't truly really feel right now like everything is connected. It's just like Agents of Shield and that was still on. And yeah, Agents of Shield was really bad about that. Like it felt like none of that stuff mattered. So I mean, Eternals actually had the most references to it, and it's really funny because in the Eternals movie they're referencing the Avengers, they're referencing Endgame, but nothing has actually referenced what happened in Eternals. <laughs> Since yeah. then, and I think that's the problem. You had these big events in Eternals that feels like it didn't really happen in when it comes to the movie universe. And I think I think that's the problem that Disney is running into now. People aren't getting the feeling that if they don't see this one movie, they're going to miss out on an overall story. Yeah. Eternals, Shang Chi. Uh, I mean, Spider Man kind of. Spider-Man was probably the best out of all of them in this phase, and yeah. that's be- just because it linked together with a bunch of different stuff. Well, I really love Shang-Chi as well, but you know, well, yeah. it was good. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Shang-Chi could have been a movie, and you could have delved more into the characters and had more going on. Or I'm sorry, not movie, been a Disney Plus show where you got to spend a little bit more time with the characters and expand on it. And not just in the movie was saying no one knows where those came from. Nobody recognizes the magic or technology. And then that's it. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I saw Thor 4 and I, I forgot what happened within like a week. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen yet is uh, Thor Love and Thunder. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's also like you're having to set up again. You're having to set up so much stuff that's going to happen down the line. Like uh, Moon Knight is supposed to start what, like the Dark Avengers or whatever, and then you have Blade later, and you have this later, and uh, what, they, they have like Secret Invasion and Secret Wars, and all this other stuff that's good. Uh, look at how far down the line the, the first Sam Captain America movie is from where the, the show happened. So, yeah, you're they're definitely hoping on Please go back to Disney Plus and like watch the show again before you watch the movie that happened way later because uh, that's how we're going at this point. And so um, they could they could have just focused everything on, let's say Thunderbolts for the first phase. Hey, the world's dealing with the lack of Avengers. Hey, here's the Thunderbolts, and now the heroes have to come together to stop the people that to stop the Thunderbolts that started out or portrayed themselves as heroes, but then you found out they weren't. That could have been an entire initial phase and then had, and then built on from there. But it feels like they're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing, okay, well, it looks like they like that, they like that, but they didn't like that, so let's push that out of the way and just go with the three things that they did like. It, it just, it doesn't feel like it's as connected as it used to be. There's, there's something to be said. Uh, for that, uh, for sure. Uh, they're just having to, they're having to connect so many things that it's, it's also, I think, very hard for them to provide connections all throughout. It's like, well, this thing is connected to this thing and that thing and, but not this thing. And it's like, all right, well, I guess we kind of have to watch every Marvel thing and see what it's going to wind up being connected to. And I guess that's part of it as well i guess if you're really deep into all that sort of thing but like you said it makes it convoluted 
Yeah, I feel like they're th- trying to throw too much at people. I yeah, mean, I will. I will say they've over. They have overcomplicated it. I think there's what four hanging, impending events right now, or questionable things. And if they had just cut it down to two and focused on connecting the the series and the movies with just those two events, I think it would have been fine and you would have seen more success. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> definitely for sure on that. Um, well, is there anything we need to, we, y'all want to bring up? Anything else TV show wise before we move on to the last part of this? Uh, I rest in peace, Orville. <laughs> well, oh, it's maybe officially not rest, been maybe not yet. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. But... They are yeah. bringing it to Disney Plus, so that's something. Yeah, I think uh, I really hope that we get a continuation. I don't know if it'll be a fourth season, if it would be a couple like a mini series, because all the actors were released from the con. I mean, so. The way it was, it was initially delayed because of COVID. Before the merger, Fox didn't renew the actors' contracts. Filming was done. They were still working on the effects, but the contracts were not renewed. And so now the actors were free to take more work. So I think if we do get a continuation, I doubt it would be a fourth season right away. I think we could see more miniseries like have... Uh, we see a few people, maybe a couple of people showing up as a cameo in it, but not the f- a full-on season right off the bat. Uh, but the show, this whole season has been pretty good, and I think it definitely warrants the show to continue in some form. Well, that sucks it? to hear that the sh- hopefully it does continue and not just kind of goes out. Or- they released an Orville audiobook like last month. And it was narrated by the guy that, who plays the blue alien. <laughs> and it's like, all right. I mean, that guy is okay, but you couldn't get Seth MacFarlane to do it or, you know, someone in the actual cast. <laughs> From what I heard about that book, that was going to be a episode that yeah, just didn't but, get made. But if they make a fourth season, it will be an episode in the fourth season. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a plus at least. Oh, and the Sandman's pretty good. I haven't started that yet. Uh, Players ended, uh, I think, last week. Uh, same week, uh, either the same week as the Orville or week four. Uh, good show. If you, ha- I mean, def- if you like American Vandal and you enjoy video games, I think you'll like the show Players on Paramount. I think it's Paramount Plus. Pretty sure it is. I'm just continuing to enjoy this season of Westworld. So, uh, are you caught up on it, Mark or or Daniel? No, it lost it lost me in season three, and that's <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't? Yeah. yeah, I just I watched I think the first couple episodes of season three, and then I said, you know what, I'm just gonna get a synopsis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or get you know one of those I mean, like, you know video recaps, and then I started with season four. Right. So you're not. I I like, will say I think season four is like way better than season three. I'm was. like re- following, yeah, summaries or reviews of it, and yeah, that's the general consensus. But it just hasn't like really interested me, or you know, make maybe want to go back. I mean, that'll be a show like 
when it eventually ends, I'll just buy the box set and like spend an, a weekend or two like watching it all. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Harley Quinn started back up. Yeah, still I a saw good that show. Too. I'm enjoying it so far. I think there's four episodes they release. Three or four episodes they release. Uh, three one the first week, and then we just had a new one last week, I think. But it's still good. I mean, Nightwing has made an appearance, I think, in the first episode, and so I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna be another good season. All right, uh, Mark. I see that you have been playing Timezia. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not out yet, but it's kind of like a it's like a bootleg Dark Souls kind of. Yeah, I was going to ask you, people who have no idea what that is. Uh, it's like Dark Souls mixed with like that plague game or something like that. Or, you know, it's a whole thing is like, oh, the world is plagued and it's all right. It doesn't run well on my computer that well. Or I like immediately had to turn off motion blur because it was dropping the frame rate like a stone. Uh, it's pretty fast paced compared to like Dark Souls. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's hard. So I may just have to cheat some of my way through it. To, I, can't, I can't like level up yet. Yeah, and I'm seeing him like just run through people here in this trailer. So uh, it looks fun, but like you said, if it's like Dark Souls, then maybe. I mean, to the point where you like have three health flasks, and then like once you die, like your experience points is like just like laying on the ground, and yeah, hanging out at a bonfire like restores all your health and all the enemies back. Yeah. We'll see. All right. I, I mean, hmm? oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I picked up Death Stranding on PS5. So for the director's cut's actually like better. Uh, it's not yet. Well, don't they have things in there to make it like easier to? No, not where I am. Okay. It's, a, it's all like chapter five, and I'm still mired in chapter three. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Somebody's having a. Their, I don't know if that's their mic or whatever that is. Um, but yeah, no, I have just been uh, continually going further into Xenoblade Chronicles 3 here. Um, I'm about 40 hours in now. Uh, I've just hit chapter four, uh, which chapter three is when I think I was in like towards the tail end of chapter two last week. I'm not sure. Uh, chapter three is when the game opens up, and so it lets you go on the what they call the hero quests, and that allows you to unlock like the you know those things that are supposed to be the seventh characters. It also allows you to unlock the jobs, the other jobs that are in the game. Um, I've just been those hero quest stories are really good and done extremely well, so it makes me want to go through and actually like get each one of the heroes and, and to get its experience or stories and everything else. So uh, they did a great job with those. It, it makes them not feel like just side quests. Uh, of course, the battle system is continues to expand upon itself. So uh, it's amazing that like I'm in 40 hours in and they still have been able to really well piecemeal this, uh, this battle system to you. Uh, so, I, I can't like say a, like about it because of the, um, the Ouroboros. It has something to do with that. So I don't want to say like what the, you know, what happens, but 
uh, it's cool that that continues to expand as well. Like just the chain attacks get bigger. Like they just found a, a way to just make this all work and uh, do great. I think it really is going to be like, I'm going to be fighting for this to be like game of the year. I think so far it's just uh, the best well-told story of the Zeta blades and everything is just working for it. You'll be losing, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, I know that. I know that I probably will. But I'm going to be fighting for it to be very high uh, on the list, at least, because it deserves um, those plaudits for sure. And I, I definitely think that, you know, Mark, I know you probably didn't care about the other two Xenoblade games, but this one I would really recommend I mean, I tried that first one on Switch, but it just ran like garbage. Or it, it just... Oh, the two? Oh, yeah. One. Oh, one. But the Definitive Edition? Yeah, I was just like, this doesn't run that well. Like, like it was like distracting to me. So, so yeah. Okay. I mean, to be fair, that one is based on, uh, you know, I mean, they, they made it look a lot better, but it's still based off, you know, a Wii game. But yeah, two didn't run well either. It was the you know in the switches like first year or so. Uh, but three runs really well, both in portable and on the TV. Obviously, it's not going to look as great as if it was a PS5 or, or series game or whatever. But for all the stuff that's happening on screen, you really don't have like a lot of slowdown or um, all that. So just been nice. Like, just been really loving this game, and I'm glad it's been living up to the the hype that I've had for it all this time. So that is all I'm, I'm just happy about that. And I keep just wanting to only play that I'm working and I just want to not be working so I can play that some more. <laughs> uh, that's how much I'm really loving this game. So if you, for some reason you've been on the fence, which I don't, if you live, if you are on Twitter at all, that this is the game that's kind of been in the side guys really. So you probably have not been able to escape it at some point or another. So I don't think you need me to tell you that if you care at all about RPGs, you should check this out. Um, but again, I'm going to keep singing the praises until I'm done with the game. Uh, definitely give this game a shot. I don't think you're going to be disappointed at all unless you just don't like open world games. But even then, it's not like super open world. It doesn't make you do these hero quests. You can just mainline the game as well with the regular characters. Um, so, and then there's obviously heroes that you, you do get by advancing just the story. So, um, there's that, that too. And I'm excited to see where uh, there's been some little teases to, um, connections to the other games. I'm excited to see if there's going to be more uh, the further I get in. Uh, well, if is there anything else that we uh, want to get to before we get out of here? I'm good. I'll, t- I'll take that as a as a no. Um, so again, uh, thank you for listening to the episode or watching the episode this week. Again, you can always check us out on YouTube. Uh, that we tend to work as the channel. You go subscribe, ring that bell there. You get whenever we do a show, it is there for you. In fact, we may uh, be starting coming at you twice a week. Uh, so perhaps uh, doing a show on Sundays a bit earlier, or it actually might come out on Sunday 
uh, for you to watch and listen. And then Tuesdays would be around the regular time where it would still come out on like Wednesday morning uh, ish before I go to work. So um, the idea is that, you know, one would be more of a like what we do now, the more news heavy show. And then the other one would be more of the like what we played since we had a whole week and then kind of talk about more topics or longer form things. Uh, still kind of trying to figure out how that's all going to work exactly. But um, that way we also, I guess, don't run into the problem that we always seem to have, which is the minute that we record, by the time I'm putting it up the next day, there's already something big that we completely missed. So um, that being said, Hope we'll we'll see how this goes. Hopefully it will work out and you guys can let us know if you like the idea. Um until then, uh go listen on the podcast, whichever one you want to listen to that on, watch us on the YouTube, go check out last word on gaming for one and everybody else, and we'll see y'all later. Later. Later.